Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most, the podcast mogul, Phil Better. And today's guest is a very special guest because they are a first-generation Russian-Ukrainian immigrant in the UK who managed to build a fine, bespoken jewelry brand starting from the age of 23. They attained as well a bachelor's degree in law all of this without support from family or connections so ladies and gentlemen please put your hands together for the founder of kesna mirel jewelry kesna i am so sorry i destroyed your name no that's absolutely fine um i know my name is probably not the easiest ones to pronounce uh, but that was a great intro so i feel <laughs> so amazing hearing that Awesome. Well, it's true. It is something to be very proud of, like coming over from an, uh, without family support in that and obtaining a law degree, first of all, is 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 huge. But you also decided to launch a, a jewelry company as well, a brand as it is. So that is something you should be very, very proud of. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, everything that happened in my life was never planned. I, I never expected to own a jewelry brand. Um, obviously being a first generation immigrant I came here with my mother when I was about five she didn't have anything so I remember the the first um, weeks or months here it, it was a very humble beginning I think I think she had about 200 pounds in her pocket and until the first paycheck so um, yeah growing up in UK it was very different you had to grow up much quicker um again being a child uh, you probably pick up the english much quicker than your parents so i remember the days when my mother will take me out of school just so i can help her with doing some documents because her english wasn't on that level yet um so yeah you have to um you you have to adjust you have to grow up very very quickly being being an immigrant and again um coming here by myself um just with my mother it was uh, it was a difficult experience I, I would not wish this upon anybody right now so <laughs> no it, it doesn't sound like a, a fun childhood but it do you feel that it gave you the tools necessary and the confidence to be able to launch a, a business of your own uh for sure um i think that i it, in comparison to the um, some of the people my age that grew up in a bit more sheltered background, I think they're not as um, prone or they're not as easily driven to take risks. Whereas for me, I'm like, well, I have nothing to lose. So um, it, there's nothing I can lose if I don't have anything. So the only thing is to move forward and is to take risks and is to do better. I remember when I was 17 I had to have a really um really honest conversation with myself and I was like look I, I really want to take a gap here it's like all my friends are enjoying life uh, I just really want to travel and buy those nice things and blah, blah blah but you realize that actually when they come back they have a house to go to when they come back they have a family that they have a support with 
um, whereas I would have nothing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this gap year and I'm actually going to work as hard as I can to to get any kind of savings account that I could I can maintain and um, from there I'll I'll have to make sure I can put myself into university so um, I, I didn't know what I what I wanted to study I didn't know what career I wanted to have but I knew that for me to to kind of get onto a different step in life I do have to have an education of some sort just so I can obviously elevate my my status in life and um, have some sort of stability. So it was a very honest conversation, a very tough one. I didn't really have a childhood, didn't really have a, a fun part of my life growing up. So, <laughs> um, not what I was expecting, but I, I love the truthfulness of the answer. I mean, it's not pretty. It's, it's not a pretty answer. It's not... Um, I want to say that it was different, but it wasn't. It, it was, it was, hard. it was difficult. You have to work. I remember I had to work full time job um, at the same time as studying in university. And thank God for the employer at the time who actually let me run to lectures during lunch breaks. And you know, he he made certain adjustments just so I can have a full time job and also be in the university. It's, uh, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it's not nice. But it had to be done. I think looking at it and having been able to talk with so many entrepreneurs, um, I think that that that, that difficult uh, beginning created uh, the work ethic needed to be able to, you know, you know, you need to sacrifice to take the next leap in your business or what what is the planning necessary to reach those goals and you understand the hustle and the the hard work that goes into it um and i think it prepared you for launching your own business because you understand that there's going to be sacrifices but you know the hard work pays off because even though you were putting 40 hours a week at work you also got this amazing law degree that can help you yeah 100 percent um I didn't take the path of uh, going into a legal career, but I knew that from everything that I could study, if you don't know what to study, you probably should study law because within anything that you do, you will have to have the skills that a legal degree gives you. So whatever business you set up, you need to know how to read a contract. You need to know how to negotiate with people. You need to understand basic laws of that country where you operate um so again that was a degree not because i wanted to pursue a legal career that was mainly i do apologize i have (laughs) he's uh yeah he's uh, a bit active right now (laughs) why do i uh, yeah, so I, I knew that I needed some kind of degree to support me. And I think uh, a legal degree definitely gives you that mental stability and confidence as well um, when you're starting a business because because you already know that no one's going to mess you about with contracts because if they if they know that they you got a law degree, they will try and they probably wouldn't try to do that. No, I, 
And, and it's true. I think uh, that's a great piece of advice for anybody who is going through schooling right now and thinking about coming into an entrepreneurial world or starting their own business. Having a bit of a lot background can give you that leg up, give you that extra level of uh, power when you do have to do like read contracts because not everyone's versed in the beautiful language of the law, which can trip you up in a thousand places. Um, I want to know, what made you decide to start your own business? Like you're, you're so young starting a company. What, what was it at 23 saying? Yeah, I can do this. Um, I, I remember the day when I, again, I'm very pragmatic and I sat down and I calculated, I was like, right, I'm about to finish university. I'm about to get a proper job which is out of retail, which is going to have to build me a career. I sat down, I looked at all the possible um, positions that currently available for students in London. And after seeing the salary and seeing the amount of hours that I have to put in, I calculated that it's not worth the time because by the age of 35, I would only be able to make the right amount for me to be able to afford a house not to buy a house to afford a mortgage and it's not something I wanted to do at the age of 20 you're looking at life and again working in a luxury industry you're seeing a girl walk into the shop and being able to afford a diamond necklace which is the same amount as the house that you think that you'd be able to afford at the age of 35 to get a mortgage you know for sure that that job is not the right job for you. Because again, I I don't want to work my life away just to be able to afford a mortgage when I know that there's another type of life out there where you can just walk in and buy a necklace, when you can walk in and buy a car. So I knew that working for somebody was not an option. It had to be something else. So that was kind of the click when I knew that it has to be a business. I didn't know what kind of business. I didn't know what to do. Um, but I knew it was not something that I had to work. It's not an office job that I had to pursue. And so when you were working in retail, I, I take it that it was in a high fashion area? Yeah, it was, um, it, it, it was by chance that I walked into the first jewelers that I've seen and I um, spoke to the guy, just very straightforward. I looked at him, I was like, can you give me a job? And <laughs> I, I, I was very young. I was 17. I didn't have a CV. I didn't know how to write a CV. I had nothing. Um, and it, I think it was one day that I skipped school or something. And um, I didn't realize he was the owner of that boutique. So I walked in um, all com confident saying, can I have a job, thinking I'm speaking to just a random employee. And he's like, okay, well, maybe um, let's sit down first and then you, you can tell me why you want the job. Then I realized that he was the owner. And I said, well, obviously you, you just have to give me the job because I have today, you have to interview me today because tomorrow I have to go back to school. So he was like, okay, I'll think about it. And I was like, no, 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 you have to give me an answer today because, you know, if I go back to school tomorrow, I don't have my phone on me, so you, I won't be able to speak to you. So I wrote my phone number on a post stick and I said, you have to call me back. So, um, yeah. Wow. 
Um, I don't think you need a law degree to, to deal with negotiations. You seem to be able to do that quite fine at 17. <laughs> I mean, there was no shame there at all. Um, but he just called me back the same day. I went back a few hours later for an interview. Um, obviously passed the interview and I got the job the next day, which is great. And that was at a fine jewelry shop. And I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe it's the universe that made me follow that path. And obviously, since that was my first job, I had the same job throughout the whole uh, time in my university. And yeah, that again, that was kind of the reason why I started the jewelry business, because it's something that I knew how to do. It, it was something that I fell into and at the age of 17. And I learned every single aspect of that job from selling to to repairing jewelry to dealing with suppliers from every single aspect i, I love how the, the the first job you landed ended up taking you into the career and the business that you ended up running and my question i'm guessing you asked a lot of questions about the business to the owner you looked I, at him looked at them as a like a mentor i did um they have helped me major in every single aspect um because you, they'll teach you things of how to um how to read a client how to deal with certain um level of clientele how to deal with suppliers within the industry those things they don't write in books they don't write them in training manuals those things you have to learn um, whilst being there you have to learn by observing what they do and I held on to that job with my dear life because I had nothing I could not risk of having a headache to look for another job I was doing anything and everything if I had to clean I would clean if I had to stay after work for one hour not being paid I would if I had to stay for two hours I would stay um I I just done as much as I could and I got to the point where I was needed so they could not fire me after a few years because I was everywhere like I covered every single aspect of that role um from doing an end of the day accounting end of the month accounting from buying stock from selling from repairing they just could not get rid of me <laughs> so you went from being someone desperately hoping never to get fired to being someone so pivotal to the company that you could start your own you were running the company my god yeah, yeah. and eventually i did get fired but not because um because i was again bad at my job it, it was only because they found out that I started my own company so I, eventually I did go back to being fired but you know it was on my own terms it was, was more of it was a, a time of parting if yeah. you will um and when you started your so I, I were they supportive of you even though they had to fire you or were they um it's it's, uh, it's a very interesting dynamic. There were two owners uh, of the business. There were two directors, um, completely two different styles of how they run the business, how they work. Um, maybe that was the reason why the business did work, um, because both of them covered different aspects. Um, 
and again, I had different relationships with two, with both of them, because with one, you can have a very silly conversation, with another one, you, you couldn't. So you had to adapt to do two different styles. Um, I think they were supportive of me as a young female. So they would always support me. They would always protect me. Um, they would always defend me. Um, they would go out of the way for me to be able to get my education, for me to be able to go out and have my lectures. But when they knew that I was a bit, when I, when I was outgrowing and when I was being able to have my own business, they kind of realized that, well, you know, um, she's already taken a bit too much. So that's when I think they wanted to cut me off and that's when the support ended. <laughs> which is which is fair. Um, what what tip would you have for someone who's transitioning from a, a, a nine to five type job over into starting their own business like you? Um, don't be scared to take any risks. I think that's very cliche, uh, but it is true um, because we have, when you transition, you go and you still think within that office mentality. You, you think that there's a corporate etiquette. There isn't. You, you have to defend just yourself. You have to defend your um, ambition. You have to defend what, whatever you want. So you can't just follow that corporate mentality. You have to go out there. You have to work much more than you used to work. There's nobody else that's going to support you. There's nobody you can run to. There's no manager. There's no HR. No, nobody. You're everything. So um, you have to take risks. It's not an option. You have to do it. And if you know that you won't be able to do it, it's probably not the right path for you. And do you... What aspect of your business do you enjoy the most? Is it designing the, the pieces? Is it negotiating with uh, suppliers or trying to find clients? What part of the business do you find the most? I think for me is dealing with people. I hate paperwork, although I have a legal background. <laughs> I absolutely hate de dealing with papers. Um, designing is something I do as a hobby because I always loved art. I, I like to draw and that's something I do in my spare time. And it's not as motivating. It's more of, it makes you feel a bit more relaxed, peaceful. Um, but in terms of an aspect of business that challenges me and makes me progress, I think it's dealing with clients, learning how to negotiate with them. It's learning different personalities. It's very psychological. You have to learn the psychology of different people, backgrounds, uh, cultures as well. Um, with, with your journey so far, have you had a moment where you're selling a piece of your, your jewelry and the reaction from the client was more than you expected? Like it was a more positive than you, uh, you realized? Uh, yes. Uh, and no. So I have two. <laughs> Ooh, excellent. I love, I love a switch on the question. Let's go. Let's go with the positive first. Uh, cause um, I always like positivity. Yeah. Positivity is great. I'm just naturally a very pragmatic, pessimistic person. So that's why I always have to give two sides. Um, so the first one, the first sale, uh, I remember it until the rest of my life. It was actually done to um, 
I don't want to say the name, but it was bought by a person from a Qatari royal family. So just to be able to sell my piece of jewelry, which which is amazing, I could not believe that I managed to do that. But then to sell it to a person of such status, it was mind blowing to me. Uh, I was just disbelieving. And obviously, they got great discount. They got <laughs> the whole. I was just, I, I just could not believe this. So I was like, you know what? Just take it, please. I'm so happy you like it. I can't believe this. Um, so, um, so yeah, it it, it, it was amazing. Um, and she loved it. And she got another piece for her sister, um, which, which is again amazing. So you're not just buying it for yourself. You're you're also buying it for someone of your family um on again on the other hand um i do have clients that would look at the piece and they say well why should i buy from you when it's it's the same if not as uh, if not as expensive as i don't know cartier um so, so you you do have the differences yeah yeah so um there are definitely a lot of clients that do keep me humble <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You can't please everyone. I I I know what I would say to someone who says, well, it's nearly identical to the one that at, at Cartier. And I would just say, well, the Cartier doesn't have the royal Qatari family buying it for their family members, do they? Um, that's I would just have that like printed, bought by Qatari royalty, um, just as the 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 disclaimer, just just because wow, but. Um, yeah, it's it's a little. Uh, I didn't want to say it as a flex, but it, it's such a, a memorable thing that happened to me, especially for the first sale. It, yeah, I, especially your first sale. That's like, <laughs> like your hundredth sale. Like, ah, okay, yeah, it's the Qatari royal family. Your first sale is to the Qatari, uh, a member of the Qatari royal family. Yeah. Like, it, and I'm I'm not telling you to use it as a flex because whenever I would have a negative thought, that would be the only thing in my head. I'm like, you can hate it, but I know the Qatari royal family <laughs> likes it. Like, so that doesn't bother me. Your opinion means nothing, unless it's another royal family person. Then then it's like, okay, yeah, you have a point. Um, if uh but yeah wow that that's incredible yeah that's uh that was amazing i still can't believe that and uh that's definitely a story to my kids in the future <laughs> <laughs> story to your kids that's a that's the full story of a your book of life like <laughs> my first sale sold to the Qatari fa- family um i do when you're designing or when you're as a new business owner because when you're when you're selling to clients as a an employee, it's it's quite different because you have the safety of the the business. Like, oh, I don't make the sale; it's fine. There's going to be another sale down the road. But when when you're the one bringing in the sales, you're the one doing all the work, and it all relies on you. What what is that like? Like, how do you deal with that kind of stress at such a young age? Um, stress is a very big part of my life. I'm still learning how to deal with this. Um, I can't say that I managed to overcome everything. You have to take um, each day as it comes. I think most people think that, okay, once you make the sale, you can stop worrying. But that's not true because you have other obligations such as client can return the piece of product to you at any stage within 
let's say 30 days. So when do I stop stressing? Do I stop stressing when I sell the product? Do I stop stressing 30 days later? Or do I stop stressing two years after the day warranty runs out so they can't come back to me and say, well, it's broken or something happened to it? So I don't think there is a time where you stop stressing. You just have to learn how to deal with it. So you have to, again, because I'm so pragmatic, I take everything, I, I, I try to put a safety net into everything. So if a client wants to return a piece of product, I'll have a safety budget um, covering that aspect. If a client comes back to me and they want to repair something, I, again, I will have a financial budget to cover any kind of repair that could possibly happen to any product that I sell. So by, have, by implementing the safety net into every single aspect of your job, of your business, I think that's how you can cover the stress factor. And it doesn't eliminate the stress, but it does reduce the amount of stress. That Another great piece of it. Um, we're coming up to the end of the episode, uh, Kanissa. I'm going to ask you the Spark question of the show. Um, of course, all my audience knows Spark is from the uh, YouTubers Yes Theory. Um, and this is a good one. If you could go back in time and say something to your younger self, what would you say? Oh, um, it's a very, very good one. Um, I would just say enjoy the journey because it's fun. I'm I'm so pragmatic. I'm so um, worried about everything. I try to fix everything. I just want to tell myself to relax and let it go and enjoy the journey. Because when I'm looking back, I, there's nothing that I would change, even if it's bad. I don't want to change. But you have to. Uh, the only thing I want to change is just to accept things and be a bit more relaxed about them. Uh, that is some great great advice as well for everybody just to take a moment and uh, enjoy the present um i'm gonna jump off stage here i want you to let my audience know where they can come support you um i've already taken a look at your your website you have beautiful pieces that i'm like if i had the money i because um, i want to get to that point where i can just throw down money um like a like a, a qatari royal family member and buy from you uh but i'm going to jump off the the stage here i want you to let my audience support um yeah so if they um would like to check out my instagram which is ksenia morella jewelry uh, we're also available on the website ksenia morella um yeah you can contact me on email info at Ksenia I thank, can't thank you enough for coming on, sharing your story about uh, starting your own jewelry brand and the uh, the joys and the uh, fears that you have with it. Um, it was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for having me. It was lovely. To my audience, as you know, the show notes will have all the links to support our entrepreneur. Make sure you go check out the website. It is a beautiful, beautiful website with some amazing pieces that uh, I am planning on buying when I when I have the time and the money to do it. But uh, Kanesha, thank you again. And to my audience, again, remember to invest in yourself.